welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashy news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Happy October! (laughs) Do we like me as a ghost? (laughs) Oh, it's giving. It's giving, yeah. Yeah. It's giving ghost. Boo. Mm. I, I think I stayed at a haunted hotel this week. Really? Yeah, I had I I had a hat and I put it on a side table. Okay. When I went to when I went to bed and then when I woke up, the hat was asunder. It was on the floor. That's my only evidence. So, um yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay. I got I got gotten good this <gasps> last week. Speaking what I of haunted hotels. My good friend, shout out Ashley Reardon. Um <laughs> she and her husband were celebrating their one year anniversary. And so they went to a concert downtown and I was like, how fun. And they're like, yeah. And then we're going to stay at the Cecil hotel. And, (gasps) and I was just like, okay, cool. Like whatever. Cause I'm not huge on true crime and stuff. I just, and like, Ashley's very much like she's got, she's an aesthetic queen. Like she knows what's cute and what's, where's a good place to go and stuff. And so I was just like, oh, that sounds like a cool, a cool old Art Deco downtown hotel. Like, no big deal. I feel like I've heard that name, but I feel like I've heard it in the same way that I've heard of the Ace or something. <laughs> and then I told my, I told Taylor, I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna go and stay at the Cecil Hotel after their concert. And Taylor's like, what? And I was like, yeah, have you heard of it? Like, have you scouted there before? And he was like, hold on. And like, does a quick Google. And he was like, this is the hotel they're staying at. And he's like, I don't think that that's right. And I looked back at the text. I was like, no, it's Cecil Hotel. And he was like, maybe she's confused. (laughs) And so then we hung out with them the next day and i was like how was the hotel and she's like what are you talking about we came home i was like that you stayed at the cecil and she's like girl that was a joke and then i like looked it up and i was like oh that's the one where the lady died in in the water and in the elevator and stuff so yep i'm gullible if you ever want to make a true crime reference towards me it's gonna go right over my head Sorry. Yeah. yeah. My uncle Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, um, mm-hmm. he stayed at the Cecil one time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I yes. knew that one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Why are you trash? Goodness. All right. Well, I think I caused a ghost to happen this weekend or this <laughs> week. I So I was fortunate and uh, the company that I work for took me to an offsite retreat and we went to a baseball game, a professional baseball game. And in the planning, they were asking us like, what kind of things would you want to do? And I said, is there any type of program that lets you run the bases after the game? You know, sometimes they let little kids do that. Sure. I was like, is there any type of corporate sweet or program that lets adults do that. <laughs> okay and i asked it kind of like like a joke but it was like a hundred percent sincere also they do it before the game not after the game i know oh. because if i show up early to baseball games to see the anthem i see the kids run the bases and i cry <laughs> oh. i whoever i'm with i go this probably means so much, much to them, to them. <laughs> yeah. 
would have meant a lot to me. So I just, you know, I was like, jokey, <laughs> but I was also like, write that down, write that down, write, yeah. you know, write it down. I'm not, I'm not kidding. So, you know, it's a joke. Well, <laughs> go the game. It's amazing. But there's a t-ball field like within the stadium and there's little kids playing. And I was like, oh, okay. So they're like, do you want to, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. So we, they, they've taken the bats away. Cause they were, they were doing like soft pit, you know, like uh, foam balls and stuff like that. So they're taking the bats away. So I, I get up there and a, and a kid goes and he's going to pitch to me, you know, my pantomiming, me batting, a kid pitching. Well, it, it, wait, they just throw soft balls, but you don't actually hit them. Well, they had bats, but they took them away at this point in the night. Okay. So they were playing, there were adults pitching. Cause balls the kids get kids. too drunk. Yes, the kids were getting too drunk. Yeah. No, there there were bats and balls, and they were actually playing games. But at this point in the night, all of the infrastructure had been taken away, and it's just kids playing. It's just chaos. So a little kid, probably six years old, gets to the pitcher's mound. He's gonna quote in quotations pitch to me, and then mm-hmm. like a twelve year old pushes into the side, saying, "No, no, I got the big bitch." <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't know, but like. He didn't have to. You he understood. To. I understood. He was like, you can't pitch to her. I'll pitch to her. Hilarious. <laughs> it was okay. hilarious. So I was like, okay, let the little kid pitch, but whatever. Again, you know, foam balls at this point, basically, you know. And again, no bats. I'm pantomiming swinging a bat. So I swing my bat and then I take off to first base and I run and then you know I'm running to second base and I'm playing you know chicken between first and second base and there's like five balls on the field and so it's like chaos it's just fun you know I'm having fun with the kids and my coworkers. well here's the thing a body in motion stays in motion I think that's the law of physics I don't know I never took it uh-huh no you're right I'm I'm a lot I'm a train I, it takes a train a long you have inertia I've got inertia. Point. Yeah. It takes me a long time. I don't run very fast, but once I get going, it takes me a while to stop. As I'm going between like a, second. Like a train. You're right. A freight like train. Like a train. Like a freight train. <laughs> so going between second and third base. I'm going. Well, a little kid, maybe eight years old. I'm going between second and third base. A little kid from left field starts running in. We're a little past shortstop, between shortstop and third base. Kid from third, like left field, starts running and we collide. But what it looks like is that I have just run over a child. I've seen the footage. All right. I've There's seen the footage. footage. There's footage. It, it looks like kind of how people look when they get clotheslined, where... The top goes and then the feet are gone. Like you swept, he was swept. It, it's a tumble. It's a swept. It looks like I'm kicking a child in his groin because of the, again, I'm, I'm in a running motion. I, we tumble. Uh, of course, I still, you know, I, 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 I make it to third base. You know, I put my hand Yeah, out, of course. So I'm not out. But then I immediately, I'm like, I'm on my knees. I'm like, are you, you know, are you, I'm checking him. I'm like, are you okay? And he pops up like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. He doesn't want to, you know, but you know, embarrassed in front of any of his peers. But I'm like, oh my God, I've, I've just broken him. Like he probably has a broken rib. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I'm terrified. 
I'm also doing this in front of my coworkers, boss. Yeah, it's, it's a work event, and I have just run over a child. Steamrolled. Steamrolled. And multiple. But that kid people, was in your way. He he ran into me, but I'm still eight times his size. So no matter what, it looks like I'm at fault. <laughs> it's humiliating. But there's so much footage. But then I, I was also I was like immediately, I was like, can I see your can I see your camera? Can I I need to see the angles? I need to see the angles and confirm that this little perpetrator hit me and you know but I, i'm like that kid probably has cte like the thing <laughs> he, yeah he's, his he's, brain he's, jumbled he's, around yeah he's okay now but like scrambled by the time he's 15 he ain't gonna be right you know i <laughs> <laughs> well then and then there's a parent on the third baseline that looks at my coworkers and goes are any of you parents to this kid <gasps> like are, are are is this are any of you parents and my coworkers just slowly slink away did they leave you no we we left in a group but we were just ignored and walked away that's so funny they're like you guys are out here hurting these kids do you even have a kid so and you're like run yeah i made an impact on a child's life that night and it was again new co-workers work event but, but my boss didn't see it. He wasn't. He was but everyone was talking about it for the next 24 plus hours and, you know, joking. <laughs> so then I, he was like, they're like, show them the video, show them the video. And so I had to edit a select down to just second to third base and slow motion. And I like it was like I had, you know, like the yellow, you know, circles and X's and the, the arrows like on like NFL footage. And I was like, as you can see here, here's the little perpetrator starting here, running in at this angle. I'm, you know, I, I'm really trying to paint the picture that I didn't just nail them down. <laughs> I mean, look, it was a collision. Like if collision. this was a, if this was an insurance case, I'd probably, you know, it'd be tough to call. Like it wouldn't be as clear cut as uh, yeah. In a court of law, I think I would have had it. I think I would have had it. But yeah, it was. And he sees it, and and we again, we're all laughing. But I'm still. Did you leave a note on him? I left a note with my yeah, with my contact information. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, good. That's good. Humiliating. (laughs) I ran over a child, and then of course I I get up. I'm like trying to talk to him, and like, no, does anything hurt? Like. To your knees, <laughs> little boys get hurt all the time. They they he was so pliable. He I mean bounced right up. But I was, I'm just thinking the long term. A year from now, I'm like, are your bones going to be able to fuse together? It was it was it was humiliating. I was like such tra- I I, but of course I I did have to touch third base to make sure that they knew I wasn't out. You know, you're not a fucking loser. Not a loser. <laughs> Gonna, not gonna not be out you know sure it was it was was embarrassing and then i you know ran home more of a jog and then a kid you know tagged me out at home and i was like ah you got me the kid that pitched to me you know like the tall kid and i was like ah but i i wanted to die wanted to (sighs) die i'll never not think about this moment i live in a shame-based economy 
and this will be the biggest spin of one of the biggest spins of my life so yeah anyway why are you trash i don't know if i've talked about this before it feels familiar as i'm thinking about it but i'm just gonna bring it up again even if i've talked about it before if you see me in overalls and someone says hey (laughs) i'll bet you twenty dollars there isn't food in cassandra's overalls (laughs) you should take that bet (laughs) Because I, I, we all know I stain all of my clothing, but overalls very specifically just gives me a basket to stain and collect clothing or collect food. Yeah, I mean, that's just my deal. I'm just a fucking animal. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, I go to the bathroom. When you go to the bathroom with overalls, you have to take them off. Everything has to come off. Of course. And it's as if I'm at the table trying to steal food (laughs) as it falls, as it tumbles down. It's embarrassing. (laughs) I don't like this about myself. I wish I could change, but I just don't know how. I don't know how. Like a little raccoon. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it, you know. You just, I could lean, you lean forward a little bit more when you eat and it won't fall on you. Sure. But when I lean forward, my boobs go forward too. My neck is only so long. And when the overalls are there, then yeah, it just kind of, you know, like juts out a funnel. <laughs> a <Anyways>. funnel. <laughs> That's it. You're just preparing <laughs> for winter. Exactly. Exactly. If I was a kangaroo, now calm down, Erica, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> but if I was a kangaroo, this would be my pocket. I love it. That's um, it. You know, I'm not a kangaroo. No. But I am bisexual. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I am not nearly as much of a gay icon as our subject of our first story. I, this is more of just like a a tribute, just a, a a true, an icon. We just needed to pay tribute to an icon. I'm gonna Thomas. try to get through this without crying. By the way, I, I was I gonna really... say, cast buck button up, button up, dude. I was going through this story yesterday, trying to read it to get ready for today, and I'm like, is she fucking kidding me with this? Is she fucking kidding me? So, according to the DailyMail.com, which doesn't seem like a great source for this, but it's nice of a story, but whatever, here we are. Hold on one second. Do you need something? Okay. I just didn't know why you were sitting in here, so I thought I would just check on you. (laughs) Our audio engineer, Taylor? Our audio engineer, Taylor, is kind of just like hovering around like paranormal activity style, just sort of standing in weird spaces. Like a little ghost. Like a little ghost. (laughs) Um, A blind bisexual goose named Thomas, um, who was in a love triangle for six years with two other swans and helped raise 68 babies has died at the ripe old age of 40. The exceptionally long-lived bird shunned by the female geese in a lagoon north of Wellington and instead chose a black swan named Henry. He did not, he was not shunned by them. He shunned them. 
Oh, he shunned. He shunned. Mm. Yeah, that's what he chose. He chose Henry instead. Icon. But so so the couple were inseparable for 24 years until a young female swan called Henrietta stole Henry's heart, making Thomas the third wheel. Can you imagine? What are the odds? Your name is Henry and you shack up with someone named Henrietta. Mm-mm. Mm. That's just that's just narcissism. A uh, Henry, yes, Rietta. Oh, not me. Got it. Her again. Her again. So, anyways, Henry and Henrietta had sixty-eight little baby geese, which this article is calling baby geese cygnets. 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 A word I've never heard before and may never hear again. Never in my life, I'm just going to keep calling them baby geese. But Thomas was like, all right, well, that's a lot of little baby geese for just you two. Like, I'll help. And yeah, so he was just with Thomas Henry Henrietta. I mean, they have a TLC documentary about their weird polyamory. And all of us watch it and we go, huh. But, you know, they, yeah. it, wor- it worked for them. Or am I thinking of geese or am I thinking of something I saw once? I think, uh, <laughs> I think my Polyamory brain- married and dating. Dude, edition. dude, <laughs> have you seen those shows though? I'm not judging anyone and I am not yucking anyone's yum. And if you are polyamorous, fucking get it. Good for you. But man, the people they choose for DLC are just like the horniest, weirdest <laughs> people. Like, I'm sorry. I know that not everyone who's polyamorous is horny and weird, but the people they put on TV are, you know, <laughs> in the same way that I know that not every Christian thinks that the gays are why we're losing soldiers. You know, I also know that polyamory are not, they're not all weird, sexy people, but oof. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, well, we're supposed to be talking about this goose, but I think this is me trying to recover so I don't cry about the goose. Yeah. But I watched this one episode, okay? <laughs> and like, you have the guy, the guy, it's a guy and two girls. And the guy and the girl, the originals, were like, then we, we met, we were together for, you know, three years and so in love. And then, and then we met, um, we met Crystal and it, it, we just had to bring her in. And then, this like other one is like i'm crystal and then like they would just like everyone was loving on crystal and like crystal's like i need more attention i'm crystal and then they would creepy so again live your life (laughs) do you but tlc finds them you know (laughs) to be a casting director for tlc what a dream job truly yeah (laughs) what a fun job I need a $300,000 expense account and <laughs> unlimited flights. And I'm just going to travel around <laughs> and just go like ra- hotel radio bars, ads, radio, radio ads. ads. Yeah. <laughs> Hang like, out. Are you a kooky, kooky, crazy? <laughs> so do you have a- something that you need people to see? And you're like, yes, as a matter of fact, <laughs> me and all my family happen to be little people and we own a chocolate business. Like, hello. Oh, oh my God. I, Do you remember I, I watched the shit out of 
No, that was real. Yes, it was real. I thought you just made that up. I thought no, babes, that was are so brilliant. Little well, they are. They are. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's a real fucking show. Little Chocolatiers. I swear to God. And it's about this this family of little people. Oh, in, a 2009. In, yeah. Reality, one season only. Yeah. In uh, Utah or something like that. The Little Chocolatiers. Oh, my God. Ooh. I Googled it. The next thing is Little Chocolatiers and then Little Chocolatiers Divorce. Oh. No. No. <laughs> Oh, oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. So in a one hour special, husband and wife team, Steve and Katie not only need to produce 600 chocolate dice for a casino night party, they're asked to build life-size chocolate, all chocolate flower garden for a couple's fifth anniversary, but wonder how to complete a project that's bigger than they are. Then disaster is imminent when an air conditioner in the shop goes down can they save the chocolate question mark meanwhile comma steve must overcome his fear of public speaking that's the pilot we don't know how long this is gonna run we gotta we gotta throw <laughs> everything at the wall we gotta hit him hit him hit him Sad Utah's little chocolatiers family facing foreclosure back in 2013. What are we doing? All right, let's anyway back to Thomas. I'm so sorry. This is again, these are all just coping mechanisms for me to not talk about this fucking bird. All right, well, I'm gonna hit it hard with the facts. Henry right, died in 2009 at the age of 30. Henrietta, Henrietta flew off to be with another swan. You're leaving your fucking 68 singlets to be, and yeah, Thomas, she's by too. Tom, but but she left her babies. Thomas hey. was left alone, <laughs> crying over his old mate, raising these children. So then a new female geese arrived, and without his soulmate, Thomas finally feather fathered his own babies, only to then have them be stolen by another goose called George. Buck I mean, George? I need a biopic. George? <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Motherfuck! What? Okay, I've never Although been so Thomas, mad at a bird. So, Thomas okay, might have been that. a dead. Thomas might have been a deadbeat dad, though. I mean, he was. He wasn't in these new relationships for the right reason. He missed Henry. He missed Henrietta, and then he was just kind of like a shell of himself with these new geese. And maybe so. Maybe George really stepped up. Like that doesn't mean he wasn't a good father. You don't know that, blind? Erica. Erica, like he wasn't ableist. He wasn't blind yet. He could still see. He was just not going to therapy for all of the things that he lost. And so he was putting him all of this on another person. People, geese are onions, okay? Everyone is three-dimensional. There's highs and lows. And I think that George stepped up to the plate and did what Thomas couldn't do at that point in his life. All right, well, okay, you're a George truther. I'm team Thomas forever. Anyway, he lived a, a life well lived and what icons, what a triangle. This is giving me, if you remember on a previous story, the love triangle that challenged the reign of Japan's monkey queen, Yaki. She was a rare alpha female of a macaw troop on a nature reserve. And she was in a simian love triangle that endangered the grip of her power. This is giving that vibe to me a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, love triangles, man. What can you do? All right. Well, enjoy George. 
Anyway, on to our next story. Speaking of enjoyment and people and I'm still trying to wrap my head around all this. So from bestlifeonline.com, a restaurant wants to sue a customer over the $3,000 tip he left for a waitress. A few months ago, a waitress at Alfredo's Cafe in Scranton, Pennsylvania, it's a real place, everyone, seemed to have hit the jackpot when a customer tipped her $3,000 on a $13 order of Stromboli. But that feel-good story has turned into pain because now the restaurant is taking that man to court. And you know what? As someone who's worked in the restaurant industry, I think I know why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So managers were initially suspicious, but the credit tra- card charges went through. The man said he left the generous tip as a part of a social media movement called Tips for Jesus. To me, if I hear tips for Jesus, I'm like, oh, if you put a little hydrogen peroxide on blood, it gets them out of your linen. That's what I think. I think of like practical tips. Oh, like like at home tips. My name is Mary Ellen and I'm back with another tip for Jesus. <laughs> Didn't you know that your laundry detergent cap is telling you to put too much detergent in? <laughs> Do you want blood out of your shroud of Turin? You can use a little hydrogen peroxide to remove the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it, it really meant a lot to me because everyone's going through a lot of stuff. Said the server. So it said it really touched my heart. I still can't believe it. I'm still in shock. But... The situation became more shocking a few weeks later. A little over a month ago, we received something in the mail that the customer was disputing the charge for the tip that he had left. Uh oh. Not very Christ like. So the management at the restaurant Alfredo's reached out to the customer, hoping that the whole thing was just a misunderstanding. Of course, assume positive intent, you know? Mm-hmm. The restaurant had already paid the waitress the tip of $3,000, which they've now lost. So they were like, the, the management was like, we thought somebody was actually trying to do a good thing. And then three months later, nothing. So there's nothing to show for at this point. Crazy. Here's something mm-hmm. that happened. What I think of when I think of tips for Jesus, there used to be this thing. It was I, I had happened like twice to me in my serving days, you know, like you get your check in one of those little checkbooks, you know, like oh. the closed books. And so there was a thing that would, you'd look at it and it looks like a $20 bill, $5 bill, $100 bill, whatever. And you open it up and like, it's sticking out the top. So you're like, okay, they put cash in there. They're sticking out the top. So I see mm-hmm. that they tipped me, whatever you open it and you see that that's only the top half of that paper this bottom half of that paper because mm-hmm. it's not a real bill says find jesus or some shit so yeah if you yeah. want to write find jesus on the tip line fucking fine but don't use weird deception and make it look like money just to get your little point across like All you're doing is pissing someone off. Mm -hmm. People don't like to be deceived. And you're like, oh, you got so excited when you saw that cash because you're full of greed. And it's like, (laughs) fuck you. It it used to make me so – there must have been a church that was giving them out like near a restaurant that I worked because it happened to a couple people here and there. And it just – 
it would ruin your night because you would just be so mad. You want me to find Jesus? Show me through your behavior. I'm like, wow, those people are awesome. What are you, what are you, what's, what are you about? What's going on here? Oh, you guys do this and you believe that? That seems cool. And you, and you provide this to people that are less fortunate and, and this is your behavior consistently and, and you believe that and, but you show it through your actions. Oh, I, I want to be around people like that. That's how I'm going to find you. 20% tip and put your little church pamphlet in there if you fucking have to, you know, Mm. but otherwise just go like, a $3,000 tip is very generous, but like, then you're going to call and like dispute the charges with your fucking credit card company. Now you just fucked up a restaurant. Like so, so unchristlike. <laughs> I don't think that Jesus was ever calling up American express after he gave everyone that nice meal of fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then he sent everyone a pill. <laughs> Jesus wasn't wasn't sending everyone a Venmo four days later after he served them his body. You know, here's all all this water. I turned it into wine. But if you just want to send me a couple of uh, shekels and and some coins. Jesus says, hey, guys, so I'm going to split this up kind of different because like you guys all had the body and I actually only had a salad. I only had a salad. I'm only. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of only on the hook for, yeah. And you guys were all drinking wine and like, I just, I was drinking water. So yeah. is that okay? I, I'm going to put my card down, yeah, but of course, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be t- partaking in the mains. I'm not going to pay for that. Joseph was like, do you guys want to just split this like seven ways? And he's like, Ooh, Ooh. um, uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Things are kind of tight now. I've had a lot of medical bills because of that, you know, the crown of thorns thing. Um, so I got a lot going back at home. Mary wasn't supposed to talk about this, but I'm running into some problems. <laughs> There's some people who want to kill me. Speaking of, of Mary and, you know, always running her mouth. And I bet she just smelled like pussy. Wonderful. <laughs> 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 we were not on the same page with that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. If someone is trying to do a segue using fucking Mary Magdalene or whomever, and I have an opportunity to say that pussy, I'm going to. One of the many Marys from the independent.co.uk. <laughs> We're going to teach you about vabbing, the new social media trend encouraging women to use their bodily fluids as a fragrance. So this has come across my page, both both someone recommending it and then mostly people stitching it, making jokes about it. But uh, on dating TikTok, users have come up with inventive ways to attract the opposite sex. And one of these happens to be vabbing, which Erica will explain right now. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> As a journalist, in short... Vabbing or vaginal dabbing, which I just can't picture when I hear vaginal dabbing. I just picture somebody doing like the, where their one arm is across their face. The dab, yeah. I picture the dab. Dabbing (laughs) or vaginal dabbing is the practice of using bodily genital fluid as a perfume. So you take a little from your unders and... You dab it where you put perfume on your overs, your neck, your wrists, 
the back of your ears. You know, nice that they're uh, saying, by the way, don't rub your wrists on other people. Bitch, what if I hug you? What if you come in for a hug? So the, the idea behind it is that the vaginal fluids contain pheromones. The theory goes that pheromones play a key role in how many animals communicate with each other and therefore may play a role in attracting sexual or romantic partners in humans. There is very little science behind this and what science exists is doubtful. However, there is people who fucking swear by this who are like, it works. I mean, (laughs) I I think what I think what works is people are like, oh, she willing to go there all the time. She, she'll do it to herself. I bet she'll let she'll let me do it. I feel like the, it, what works is that it's giving this kind of sense of confidence of like, I have a secret. <laughs> I have a secret, and what don't Victoria's hold a, don't secret. <laughs> you'll find it with a black light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh speaking of things you can you know find with a black light sure let's go down to florida oh boy from huffpost.com our thoughts are with florida uh, should we get truly. a sting should we get a sting for florida absolutely absolutely listener call listener call if you can make us a florida man let's go down to florida let's go down to florida like something like that that would be fun because we go to Florida pretty often. Yeah. But uh, truly, uh, our thoughts are with everyone affected by Hurricane Ian. And But our next story is about a reporter reporting on Hurricane Ian. And so he, <laughs> a Fort Myers correspondent, Kayla Gayer, said, it is what you think it is. And what was she doing? Putting a condom on her microphone. Yep. Safe hurricane it's... reporting. Yeah. She's, it is what you think it is. It's a condom to protect the gear because we can't get them wet. We can't get these mics wet. And there's a lot of wind, a lot of rain. So we got to do what we got to do. And that is put a condom on the microphone. I have a quote from the microphone, though, saying it doesn't feel as good. (laughs) (laughs) The microphone said, oh, I'm allergic to latex. Could you use sheepskin? The microphone said, are you not on the pill? I thought we were trying this month. Oh, that makes me happy for the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, the mics can't go at. They're very expensive. There's a lot of wind. There's a lot of rain. We got to do what we got to do. And so they, uh, another local journalist, Jeff Batura of WZNV-TV in Naples, chimed in to help his colleague field questions about the technique. There's nothing better to waterproof a microphone. You got to practice safe hurricane reporting. He quipped. You know what doesn't make me feel safe? What, Cassandra? The fact that without asking at all, all of my Adam Levine is cheating content, which we talked about last week, has now been turned into me getting a bunch of cheating information about some minor internet celebrity named Ned Fulmer. Against my will, uh-huh. have been fed so much information about this. I've tried to avoid. I've, I've unfollowed topics on Twitter. I've said not interested. I can't avoid. It. But this article comes to us from NPR.org, 
fucking NPR had to take it up because it's become so it's like, here's the Ned Fumel's Try Guys cheating scandal explained because it became such a part of pop culture. Okay, this guy, I don't know if this is the best thing or the worst thing that's ever happened to him, but I don't know a time when the Try Guys were ever going to get featured on NPR. If you don't know who the Try Guys are, think back to like the early 2010s-ish when BuzzFeed was like really popping off and they had they were making a lot of content and there was the most viral one, but it was also the first one of these four guys who all agreed to try women's underwear. And then that that spun off into their whole thing where they're the try guys and hi, we're the try guys. And today we're going to try blank. Okay. So if you remember that it's one of these guys, one of those guys cheated on his wife and now all of us fucking know about it. But the thing is, so they, 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 they started the try guys in 2014 from Buzzfeed they broke off from BuzzFeed, started their own independent production company in 2018 and, and have been producing ever since. But the thing is, BuzzFeed really made you kind of have a niche and a brand. And Ned's brand was, I'm a wife guy. I'm a wife yep. guy. I really love my wife, Ariel. But he was the, the married is, guy. I'm the married guy. Ned cheated. Ned is HR for the Try Guys. Ned cheated with one of his employees and we're seen doing this publicly so i guess to put it in perspective erica and i our brand is trash we're trashy we're so trashy this is like if one of us got caught at like a michelin star restaurant having polite conversation at a normal level and doing everything right you know, don't, don't say that because it completely shatters the brand. <laughs> it's like, well, are there temptations that come across in marriage? Yes, but you don't act on them. Are there situations where we might be at a Michelin star restaurant? Of course, we're not going to act right. This is our brand. The, the videos that they had amassed 100 million views on the BuzzFeed YouTube channel. But their independent channel has almost 2.2 billion views and 7.8 million subscribers. They have done very well for themselves. You know, they, they, but the thing is, their, their wives are in a lot of videos doing do, do it yourselves and are part of a group of a series called Try Wives. So yeah. it is a, you know, it's an integral. She was a part of this too. So people are like, leave her out of it. She was in it. She was in it. Like, unfortunately, you know, I feel horrible for the wife and, and his his children. But, you know, he did this, you know, uh, to them publicly. But, yeah, he had a relationship with an employee and were caught publicly doing this. And but now he is no longer sensual relationship for what consensual. it's sensual. Yeah, consensual. But still, he's no longer a try guy, though. Uh, they yeah, they cut him the fuck out. They said as a result of a thorough internal review. We do not see a path forward together. We thank you for your support as we navigate this change. Uh, you know, good for them. Sometimes if you look back at the old Try Guy videos, like they are kind of cute and they are kind of fun. Again, I just didn't know that this guy 
I didn't realize that <laughs> the try guys would ever have such a seismic impact, but honestly, that's just you and I underestimating the power of the internet and an internet celebrity. It's truly incredible uh, to watch the commentary around this because some people are, extre- I mean, they're extremely invested and knowledgeable. And then yeah. other people go, who cares? You know, the, it's a lot of reactions off headlines of people that aren't aware. And they're like, who cares? What? Who are these people? Well, did you read the article? Because it explains what's going on. And it's people that did not read. And they're like, this is between him and his family. And it's like, nah, babe, he put himself in the media. He made himself a public figure. He made his family a public figure and his brand a public entity. So at that point, it's not, you know, I mean, if he were just Bob Smith. Yeah, of course. Like on the street. No. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. I think uh, his kids are probably the biggest victims in this and hopefully they're okay. Can I tell you something? Yes, my dear. I have been on friend of the podcast john sylvain he's on the nooner show he had his he had a game show you know it the game mm-hmm. and i was on it with many wonderful people i've been on it with miss erica curry i've been on it with paul giamatti same i've been on, I've, I've been on it with paul giamatti yeah i've been on it with a bunch of fantastic comedians I, I lose every time, by the way. I have also been on it with disgraced Nickelodeon star and alleged essayer Drake Bell. <laughs> and I have also been on it with Ned Fulmer from the Dry Guys. <laughs> oh. oh. So it's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think that that Ned episode is pretty popular, too. He's very famous course, on the internet. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm... Uh, tendentially you know have um, you know acquaintances with one of the try guys and has done one of my shows many years ago for you know several times but was not a real aware of their impact I guess but yeah yeah, they hold a lot of weight they hold a lot of weight speaking of impact yes yes very fun social media campaign according to entertainmentweekly.com Smile director was worried that no one would notice the smilers at baseball games. We were crossing our fingers, filmmaker Parker Finn of the viral marketing campaign for his horror movie. So essentially, uh, he has a movie called Smile that came out September 30th, and it's a malevolent supernatural entity that takes over people and makes them perform terrible acts while grinning ear to ear. The the promos around town are are creepy. It's just like some fucking psychotic, like smiling face looking at you, which is so crazy how horror works that like someone looking at you angry is less scary than someone looking at you happy. <laughs> but it's true. I, yeah, I, teeth are a shine of aggression. <laughs> like I, oh. when I watched the trailer for this for this movie, I, I was I, I was like, nope. Like I truly said it out loud when was like, I can't, I can't go to the movies with you. anymore. Do you remember one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my fucking life? God. Oh no. Now the name is escaping me. I talk about this movie all the time privately. What is the movie? It's the super scary one with Tony Collette. Hereditary. 
Yes. Okay. In the opening of Hereditary, when they're at that weird wake, there's that guy who's just staring and smiling. This is 30 seconds in the movie, and I'm like, well, this is about to be the scariest movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> I have not seen, but I, I can imagine. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen Hereditary. I know. I need, I need to. I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I'm in a place to take it in. Honestly, I don't know if you are either. I'm not here to psychoanalyze <laughs> you, but I have seen Hereditary. And <laughs> I don't know that you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know what you are and are not ready for. And I don't 100%. know if I'm ready. Hereditary has been out for a decade, like seven years. I'm not ready. Yeah. Maybe not that long. Well, maybe actually. Should. Three at least. But yeah, I'm not ready. Anyway, so basically what they did was they hired actors to go to major league baseball games on friday wearing shirts that said smile placing them where the cameras would be and having the biggest smile they could muster like fucking sick seats honestly sick like seats. right behind like home, home base yeah. yeah everywhere a camera would be pointed and essentially they they went viral because people were like what the hell have you and they would just dead eye the camera yeah, like stand up and like stare down into the camera and just smile. And then, yeah, with like T-shirts or something that say that say smile or not all of them had the T-shirts, but it was I mean, it's a good campaign. And yeah, I now do you think it was obvious to everyone that they're like, oh, this is for the movie or I think it was that it was so many that it generated the headlines around it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it was like people weren't like, oh, I should go see that movie. I think it was like, oh, this is such a stunt that now it has become this. So I, I think it's a really great organic viral marketing. And what did it cost them? A, d a day rate and the tickets, you know, uh, yeah. a couple t-shirts and yeah, it was, oh, oh, oh. yeah, it, it was, I think it's a, a really good, a really good campaign. So, and if I saw people walking around Los Angeles doing this shit, mm -mm, I get back in my car. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> Speaking of wanting to get back in your car and stay there forever. <laughs> From HuffPost.com, a life-size poop sculpture of Ron Johnson is touring around Milwaukee. Activists are holding up a six-foot-tall statue of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Journalism. Journalism. Of Wisconsin GOP senator to protest his claim that climate change is bullshit. So it's a Republican senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson. He was in Washington, D.C., and he made a comment. He said, I don't know about you guys, but I think that climate change is, as Lord Moncton said, bullshit and that lord moncton he was referring to as a british conservative climate change denier mm -hmm. so uh progressives were like oh okay well let's take a bunch of bullshit and uh, make a life-size statue of you yeah there was a a manure artist from colorado and he was like oh great yeah i'll do this my life's calling i'll make a manure artist out of it. yeah yeah you got it a little bit late because he made that comment back in like 2021 but you know whatever better late than never i guess i think the midterms are coming up baby we gotta make it you know you're absolutely right erica this is actually the exact time to do this mm -hmm. man you're smart yeah well, i would have done that shit uh, huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I would have done that shit like October 15th, closer, but you know, totally, what, who totally. am I? Who am I? Yeah. Well, it's got to make it around the whole state. Yeah. yeah. God, imagine being that fucking guy who's like, hey, who's got a car to, p- to put the statue in? That can is you, an air conditioned trailer in the back. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you think oh. it's being <laughs> a horse trailer? You put that shit in the back. Literally, you put over? that shit in the back. Yeah, it's propped up like like those butter statues. It's an air conditioned trailer in the back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the infrastructure is of the how it holds up. Okay, fine. Whose job is it though to open the door to the horse trailer every time that they get to a new city? <laughs> I don't know. But you know, speaking of jobs and get you know jobs, getting them taken away, having them, all this stuff. Our next story comes to us from People.com. Prince. Joe Chim, jo- is it Joachim? Jo- I was really just sounding it out. I'm gonna call him Joe Chim, because um, I don't really care about royals. So old Princey Joe Chim of Denmark says that he had five days' notice of his children's titles being stripped. Prince Joachim said his four children are upset by Queen Margaret's decision to take away the prince princess titles. Uh, it's time to break my silence on this family's decision. I'm a 53-year-old Danish prince and my mother, Queen Margaret. My my mummy. My mummy. <laughs> my mommy. Queen Margaret II's decision to strip my four children of their prince and princesses titles. I'm sad. It's never fun to see your children being mistreated like that, he told the national paper on Thursday. They find themselves in a situation they do not understand. Are these accents accurate? We don't know and we won't look them up. I've never been to Denmark. I have and I don't remember a thing. (laughs) I was told that when my kitties turned 25, that it would just like happen. And Athena turns 11 in January. That's not 25 yet. A journalist asked. How does this affect your relationship with your mother? And then Joe Chim milked the time. He held for a moment. He looked away, emotional. And then he says, I don't think I need to elaborate here. He's holding out for Oprah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's hoping for that sit down. Were you silent or were you silenced? silenced. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> iconic. Iconic. Uh- <laughs> So uh, the royal palace placed a statement. The Danish royal palace uh, spokesperson placed a statement said, as the queen stated yesterday, the decision has been a long time coming. We understand that there are many emotions at stake at the moment, but we hope the queen's wish to future proof the royal palace will be respected. Man, future proof the palace. In what way? <laughs> In... Because we don't need uh, none of this shit should exist. You know, the only king I respect, Budweiser, the king of ears. The, the fucking we don't need this shit to exist and what she's trying to do is to say we don't need uh, when you when you have i think in denmark it works the same way it would work in other countries where if you have the title prince princess you then have certain obligations that you have to a give to the public but also certain financial entitlements that you are given so to keep this shit this train of moving if we're going to continue to be royal i think she's reading the room looking at the tea leaves and she's like nobody likes us this is absurd we shouldn't exist and if we're going to keep this going there should be less of us 
So only the, the one, the first one in line should get the titles and I'm going to, they still get a fucking title. They still get land and all this shit. They still get some money, but they're not getting as much of the citizens money and entitlements for in longevity and neither were their children's children's children. I think that's what she's saying. Like to future proof the Royal palace and to continue to have any royalty in Denmark. In my interpretation, we're going to strip back and pare down who who does have these titles. And then the ones that do, it's a slim group. And then we can keep this train going for longer because eventually people are going to go, oh, we don't want this at all. But if, if there's 50 of you with titles, it's going to be a lot sooner than if there's six, you know? You know. I mean, why have more than one kid if you're if the second or third one just don't mean shit though no well i mean you know back in the day it's like oh that one got diphtheria back in the day this is if royals shouldn't exist right now at all but because they do let's consolidate at least do something for the planet and have less kids so uh, prince shakim said I was given five days notice of this to tell my children that on New Year's, their identity will be taken away from them. I am very, very sorry to see them up uncomprehending about what is happening over their heads. Babe, they're not being like, their names aren't being changed. They're not being stripped and like shipped to Iowa. They're not going to not have a to princess to a, anymore. They're not going to have to fucking go to like a public school and be told like, oh, your dad's now Larry and your mom's now Sally. And now you you are a farmer. It's you're still a fucking <laughs> your your identity has not been changed. You don't have a title of prince and princess. You are still dukes and nobility shit. Yeah. So, <sighs> so yeah. But I think the queen also wants to give those kids more control over their lives. So her statement says. Or the court, the palace's statement. I'm sorry. With her decision, Her Majesty the Queen wishes to create the framework for her four grown children to be able to shape their own lives to a much greater extent without being limited by the special consideration and duties that the formal affiliation with the Royal House of Denmark as an institution involves. Basically, like, do you want to have to go to seven charity events a day? Do you want to have to have this, this, and this and never be able to wear like a purple nail polish? if you don't have this title go live go make your own fortune go live your own life do this thing you know so i don't know i think that's what she's doing and yeah so and then so this, you're pro also queen. his wife i'm pro this queen yeah ish i mean she she could have just said we're done i'm gonna just go you know get a job at the hop and sack but you know fuck is a hop and sack a gas station a gas station in uh, rural okay. oklahoma I understand. Um, <laughs> i'm just saying but but this the 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 jacquim's wife his second wife whom he has children with is a bitch that was like scolding megan markle in the press that you can't just complain about your duties and things won't change just because you talk about them we have an obligation no duty blah 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 she made public a bunch of public statements against Meghan Markle and, and things like that. So now her little bitch-ass husband bitching about my kids aren't going to have an identity and a title. This is the f- fucking hypocrisy. Blah. Anyway. Anyway. Blah. Speaking of being born into a weird family. Yep. Yep. From them.us. 
a Brazilian gender reveal could have contaminated a city's entire water source. Guys, can we stop? I don't care what's in your child's diaper. The couple had a 60-foot waterfall dyed blue. Like all fucking gender important gender stuff aside binary and you know just like all this kind of shit aside kiss <laughs> there are more private ways that you can do this how about you just open the envelope up with your partner and go oh it's a boy no we gotta have a giant balloon stork sculpture a separate pink and blue giant balloon sculpture that appeared to be shaped like a question mark not one but two vibrant blue smoke bombs, one of which was dramatically hoisted in the air and an entire waterfall dyed blue. How about, okay, fine. The envelope's not enough. How about a cake? How about a cake with your closest friends and family? You know? A 14-tiered cake? Or just like maybe a two-tiered you know, like treat yourself, like go pay, pay someone, a baker, a real one, go to Susie Cakes and just be like, hey, here's this envelope, you know, uh, pink or blue in there. And then like, yeah, like maybe 15 people, you know, and you're just kind of, you open up a cake. Like that's, how about, how about just that? But how will I put that on Instagram, Cassandra? Someone film it. Mm, but how will that outdo my neighbor's party? Okay. Okay. So we need to outdo our neighbor, which means that we need to put a bunch of blue shit in the water into the Quemepe River, which serves as a major water source for a nearby municipality. And like the whole, like this whole state in Brazil that has been in the worst drought in almost a century. You guys are playing your fucking self. All these these people, guys, you're fucking up water sources. People die at these gender reveal parties sometimes because one of those fucking smoke, like these pipe bombs that you guys are making with fucking smoke, like pink or blue smoke in them. People have died. There's been forest fires. The Eldorado Forest Fire burned 22,000 acres in 2022. Burn like, for months. Bake a fucking cake. <laughs> or go buy some shit and put it in and stage it nice and take a picture. Like, I don't... You guys, it's like so stupid. It's so stupid and pointless. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're the couple who died a waterfall blue and then your child, you know, decides that they are not the gender you say they are? But what are you going to do? You'd be like, well, you have to. You have to be a boy because we got fined $6 million and like ruined the water for a bunch of people because you're a boy. So it's, it's hubris. It's hubris. It's stupidity. I just well, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I got to get off it. I got to get off it. I got to go somewhere else. You know, I don't want to I don't want to shame someone. OK. I don't want to shame you were about to come up with a brilliant segue and I'm sorry for taking this away from you, <laughs> but it's like what you did with the Royals. Sometimes the, oh. this is my Royals. Yep. 
I don't want to shame someone. If you had a gender reveal party in your backyard and you had this pipe bombs and no one got hurt, blah, 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 live your life. That's fine. But like some people are just taking it too fucking far. You need to use your head when you're planning a party and you need, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Why did you think having a fucking waterfall change behind you is at all necessary. My God, like five-year-olds know how to do CGI these days. Just do that. Ugh. Erica, 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 what are we to do? Hit them with your segue. <laughs> I wish I could just fly away from there. Oh, okay. Does that mean you're ready for the dumpster fire? <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. <laughs> Our dumpster fire of the week was uh, submitted to us by a listener who also lives in my house. Or audio For- engineer Taylor. Oh yeah, yeah. This the haunted presence that <laughs> was creeping behind me for a while for no reason. And I thought he needed something, and apparently he just likes to text in the middle of the living room. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love those moments where you're just so involved in your phone that you don't realize how weird you're being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you look up and you're like, where am I? Where? What's uh, happened? Okay. So from gizmodo.com, American Airlines flights are being haunted by bizarre groaning noises. A rash of noises are being described as explosive diarrhea, vomiting, and a weird, vaguely sexual moan hit an American Airlines flight last week but it's not the only one. So we have an actor from Los Angeles. Oh, whoa. Sorry. Emerson Collins, who uh, took a video on his flight that has since gone viral of these noises that kept playing over the intercom the entire time. I'm going to pull these up and we're going to listen to it. Erica, you can listen to this live. I heard this yesterday. funny that uh, uh, that was horrifying I love it I think that it would be fun to be on a flight I would be nervous for sure oh, you yes because I'd death- be like is that the engine <laughs> that sounds like a death rattle so everyone's like trying to figure out like did someone take over the did like did this flight get hacked 
you know, whatever there, he, the, this guy said he was walking up and down the aisles trying to see if anyone was making the noises themselves, but they were stumped. And then there was no real like big climax to it either. They just, they landed. Yeah. They landed and then they were like, all right, well, time to get off. But yeah, there's countless incidents where flights are plagued by these weird barfing noises and all of them are coming from LAX. So Emerson said, I was convinced that someone on our flight was having a great time explaining that he had fully walking the aisles like Nancy Drew trying to find the groaner. However, he ultimately realized that someone couldn't be making these sounds audibly or the people around them would have noticed. Uh... (laughs) Hold on. That one was scary. Yeah, that was scary. It's fun stuff, man. Okay, so American Airlines said that the the sounds were caused by mechanical issue. That's worse. I would rather say someone has hacked the PA system than uh-huh. say that uh is like the wing falling off. There's someone on the wing and he's jerking himself <laughs> off. Like that's wild. So all the luggage is currently engaged in a circle jerk and that's what you're hearing oh my god oh my god what if the pilots are kissing oh Oh. i like that it's on autopilot and they're just i mean those planes practically fly themselves so they're up there just (laughs) oh babe what are you hoarding newly (laughs) yes yeah, I did it. Um, you've already hoarded this before, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm. I tried it. I'm. I'm uh, finding myself frequently in between sizes these days, and uh, so it's really frustrating to buy new clothes and then have them be too big or too small or whatever. And so I'm. I've decided to rent clothing for a few months and. I'm doing it through Newly, N-U-U-L-Y. I hope we can get sponsored by them. That would be pretty tight. But yeah, it's a bunch of stuff from like anthropology, mod cloth. I'm going to use this word lightly. <laughs> Mid-level brands. Now, yeah. yeah, it's not Shop the Runway. It's, yeah. A fir- Babe, share I mean, this your referral sh- code. Share it. I think it's just a jumble of numbers. Well, that's fine. Share it. I don't, I don't, I don't have a handy. If you want to try Newly, N-U-U-L-Y, Message me on Instagram and I'll give you a referral code that helps me out. That helps you out. You get $10 Mm -hmm. off, but uh, yeah, it's cool. But I say mid-level because it's still way more expensive than I would ever be able to buy clothes. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have $260 to spend on a jacket from anthropology, but Mm -hmm. now with newly, I get to wear clothes that are way more expensive than I would normally buy. And is it frivolous? Do you think it's frivolous to have to rent clothes and then send them back and you own them? You, what you say is frivolous, I call sustainable. You know, like trends change and now I will always be on trend. My size changes and now I will always be wearing my size. So, and I'm not contributing to a landfill because all this clothes that I just buy with my own money, spend tons of money on, when they don't fit anymore, they go to Goodwill. And when they yep. go to Goodwill, sometimes they end up in landfill. So 
think about it. Mm-hmm. And then message me on Instagram and I'll give you my code. Love. Love. What are you hoarding? So I am hoarding the movie Barbarian. It. I'll, I'll never. You already did this. No, I told you about it before we started the episode, didn't I? Oh, you're right. Yeah, you broke down the entire movie for me, spoiled the whole thing. It was so it was so graphic and so detailed that I just assumed you'd already done it on the podcast. All right, go off. I heard it. I needed I needed to discuss. It was like if I didn't say it, it would have eaten me alive if I didn't describe it to someone and I didn't have therapy that week. So uh, I couldn't just pay my therapist to listen to me. The movie Barbarian, it is a horror movie. It is directed, written and directed by Zach Krieger. You may know him from The Whitest Kids We Know. It's a movie about a woman who is traveling to Detroit for a job interview. And she is possibly at the wrong Airbnb. And it is i'll just know it, it it triggers so many things in me it is like a perfect venn diagram of things i find scary and i'll never not think about it it's in my dreams it's in my nightmares it's it, i um oh, go see it it you'll never suspect the twist and i think everyone should go see it and yeah i'm also hoarding Yes, style.com. It's a Korean skincare website. <laughs> uh, I find uh, I get a lot of my Korean skincare from Yes Style. It is uh, they import directly from Korea and it's a great way to get um, your, your skincare. I, I really love skincare. But if you want to shop yesstyle.com, you can use the, I'll send a link. It is ystyle.co slash six eight. X8 for 15% off your first purchase using the wow. code garbage one and uh, garbage we, one garbage one. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. We got it. We got it. So, Woohoo. Ooh. so yeah, all my skincare comes from yes style. So, so go glam and yes style, but we are hooking you up with a referral link for yes style. We'll put it in our social media and in the episode notes of this episode. And we'll also put Cass's referral link to newly in the show notes for this show as well and Cass, what are you throwing away i'm throwing out live nation specifically their email preferences i didn't fucking sign up for your emails okay Mm -hmm. and if i did i didn't do it on purpose (laughs) like maybe i bought a ticket through them because they own fucking everything and then they just sign me up for your emails whatever. So don't put on your fucking emails at the bottom. If you don't want to, if you don't want these emails anymore, update your email preferences and you click on that link. Cause this is where you would unsubscribe. And this has been weeks now, mm-hmm. Erica mm-hmm. weeks. That's seven days plus seven days, plus seven days, plus seven days. Like it's been a while. And you click on the link and it says this page is still in sound check. So let me get this straight, Live Nation. Your page to update your email preferences doesn't work. It's not like I can simply log on to my account to change my email preferences because I don't remember ever making one. Mm -hmm. 
but I can't unsubscribe because this page is still in sound check. Ugh, I hate it. This should be illegal. A hundred percent. Fuck you. Fuck you. Sounds like. Fuck you. Ring a ring. A class action lawsuit could be in order because they have to legally give you to that. According to U.S. laws, you have to be able to unsubscribe. Well, fucking let's do it. <laughs> Get out. Ben, ben Sherman on the Is it Ben Sherman on the line? What's our what's our boy's name? The vanilla I, yogurt boy. bandit. Yeah. I'll call him up. We're going to get a new class action lawsuit, boy. Drives me crazy. All right. What are you throwing out? Well, mine is similar in the fact that I can't seem to figure out how to get physical mailers from grocery stores and other things to stop coming. I don't want them. I'm never going to clip a coupon, Vons. I don't need to know. I get it all digitally. I have the apps. I have the emails that come. I don't need to know what the specials are this week. Don't send me a 19-page color booklet that you mail me every Wednesday. It's a waste of effort, space, drive. I don't want to have to just then throw it away. I, I can't seem to opt out of these physical grocery store mailers, and I, I just want to throw them away. These are a nuisance, especially if you live in an apartment, and so you're dealing with a, a mailbox. Mm-hmm. because they take up all of it yes yeah I, i've just accepted these as a fact of life because i didn't know that there was an option to get rid of them but what a waste this is the only thing keeping the post office open but like mm-hmm. oh my god i hate it i feel bad i feel like oh my god look at this small phone book worth of paper that i'm just throwing in the, the trash trash every yeah it's insane yeah anyway huh, where can the people find you First of all, kids, a phone book is this thing that we used to have. That it your was a... address was printed in. You used your... to have everyone's address. I'm so I'm rewatching Friends all the time. And, you know, people would just show up at like Ross shows up at Mike's house, whatever, it doesn't matter. Someone shows up at someone else's house and you're like, how the fuck did they know where they lived? And it's like, oh, right. They looked them up in the phone book. Mm-hmm. What a wild time. Unless you went unlisted. But it's still, yeah. Anyways, thank God that that's not around anymore, to be honest. (laughs) You can't have the phone book and the internet exist at the same time. It just is not safe. People can find me at Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me, I'll plug it next week. Well, hold on. I'm performing at the Groundlings soon, but I don't know the day. So I guess let's just, let's just find me at Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks. Where do they find you? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, and you can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on TikTok, and you can find me at Gilly Gal on Twitter, as always, and you can find this podcast at www.trashytrashypodcast.com. You can email us at trashytrashypodcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on social media at trashytrashypod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're putting out the content, y'all. We're putting it out. We're in it. We're really trying. We're the internet's number one source for trashy news. And we uh, would love you to follow us there. And we will be pushing out this week's stories. You can always find links to our referrals and our episode notes, the stories, the links, if you want to read the full stories, will always be in the episode notes of this episode. And we just wanted to say congratulations to the, the winner, All Indians Matter. 
for best documentary and news podcast. It was an honor to even be in the category with you. Um, we, we thank you, baby Trashcans, and everyone for voting. We really appreciate it. It was a uh, incredible honor just to be nominated but your support is what what pushed us there and we we really appreciate it and please follow us on social media especially tiktok because that's where the the youth is that's where we'll grow a, a bigger following so more people we can push out more stories and as always stay garbage y'all but hey Cass, what's going on girl you stay garbage oh me you said me? everybody else but you especially Okay, you stay garbage, girl. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. This podcast is ending. Goodbye. We'll see you next Monday. Goodbye. Go All right, that's enough. Sleep. That's enough. Cut her off. Cut her off. <laughs>